if there's one muscle that you really, really, people really need to work on is just being self-aware. If you have a feeling, like a deep, deep feeling, like inside your gut, that you're supposed to do something, ignore the fear. Nine times out of 10, it'll definitely be worth it. I am The Animist, and you're listening to the Video and Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about running a video production business. Today we have Alejandro Holiday, who is a music video director and visual arts expert out of Greenville, South Carolina. Today we talk about fundamentals of art, goals, and how one takes certain steps to, to reach their goals, and in general have a, a really in-depth conversation just full of wisdom. So here is Holiday. Explain a little bit of what you do and like how you got to that point. Awesome. Uh, my name is Alejandro Holiday. Uh, most people call me Holiday. Um, I am a music artist slash director based out of, well, I live in South Carolina, but I do a lot of work in Atlanta, um, Miami, and now New York. Um, a little bit of background on me. Um, okay, so I went to school um, down in South Carolina in the governor's school. I actually started doing visual arts. I was like my passion for about, man, like 16 years of my life. Um, I went to college in Kansas City Art Institute in Missouri. I dropped out junior year because I decided um, I wanted to start doing music. And it's actually really interesting how I got into um, directing was because I wanted to get more into the music scene. (laughs) And I kind of knew how to... um, how to use a camera at that point. And so I would take photos for people like different artists and stuff like that. And then like we'd end up collaborating and it's just been like this really fun artistic process. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty much a little bit about me. I mean, I'm just right now I'm, I'm currently um, directing a couple music videos um, and I'm actually about to release a song in which one of my best friends uh, growing up is going to be directing it in New York, actually, in about, like, two days. Um, yeah, it's super, super awesome. Um, we, have, we have a really good lineup in terms of um, crew and cast. Uh, and it's, it's, it's honestly, like, kind of overwhelming because I've, I've planned shoots for other people, but it's a little bit different when you're planning it for yourself. <laughs> um, and... It's just like another kind of muscle that like I'm learning to use um, in terms of like allowing other people to input creatively into um, visions that like that I've like manifested. Right. So um, that's really what's like on my plate right now. We actually leave um, tomorrow night to New York. And And you're going to New York just for that project. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you didn't expect you 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 didn't necessarily plan to be in the like film industry for a living. It kind of just kind of happened for you. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. I mean, I've always I've always loved films and I've always loved music videos. Um and when I when I say music videos, I'm like really talking about um the music videos that that actually try cuz <laughs> Unfortunately, in our industry, it's just kind of like a lot of people just do it to do it. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I don't dog anybody's grind. Okay, like if you need money, do it. If it if it gets you to the next level, do it. 
right? Um, I've definitely done projects where I'm just like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And like, you know, uh, my mom always told me like straight up, like everything in life is a stepping stool to your destination, right? So if you, if you think of things more of like a stair, um, it, it, it'll give you the strength, right? <laughs> to see past your current <laughs> situations. Cause I've definitely, definitely, definitely like been in situations where I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, what is this? You know, but you end up, you know, one thing leads to another and you end up meeting the right people that you synchronize with. And I'm a huge person, um, about synchronization with the artist. Like I, the music video I did for actually a local artist here called Max Goods, um, it's called Rain. It's on YouTube right now. It's like super, super, super personal um, to him and to me because the way that I usually um, kind of create these concepts is that I hang out with the artists as much as possible because I want to portray their inner self because a lot of times when artists come up to you with concepts, and I know that's kind of like weird, especially in the, in the, in the bigger leagues, right? Usually you're talking to like four managers before you even speak to the artist, right? But I'm, I'm very like, I always try to negotiate, yo, like even one phone call, let me speak to them. Let me really understand like where they're at um, in terms of their creativity and, and what they want out of, you know, this expression, right? So um, for Max, we hung out at my apartment and I just clicked record on my phone um, and we just talked about his life pretty much from like when he started out, like, uh, when he was born and up till now and, and what made him change that. And so because of that, we were able to make like a really, really cool concept where the music video doesn't even play the whole song. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's kind of interesting. It's like split up into like three acts and, um, we split it up as like a childhood memory, um, his current you know, situation and like family bonds. And then finally his art, his like his artistic kind of alter ego. Um, and that was super cool. So like, I'm, I'm a huge, huge advocator for if you can really, really dive deep into the psyche of the person you're working with, especially since music videos are a hundred percent a collaboration. It doesn't matter what you say. It's like, it's it has both parties have to be in sync in order for it to come out awesome and those are the type of music videos that i like where i can tell that the artists and the director and the crew were all in sync in terms of what the vision needed to be yeah you know well I mean? so like on your direct to client work like that um do you hire a crew out or is it kind of like one man band kind of style um it depends you know i mean not everybody has you know these crazy budgets in order to do these, you know, 14, 15 man crews, right? I've definitely been on those and, you know, it's not, it's not really any different to me personally um, because in the end of the day, like the vision's going to get executed. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I've kind of, I've kind of always been the type of person, especially growing up in uh, South Carolina, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, I've always been the type of person where it's like, if I don't know how to do something, I'm just going to learn it because I'm not going to let that stand in between what I, what I want to execute, right? Or what they want to execute. Um, I've definitely kind of strayed away from the one-man shows and, that, and only because I've kind of learned that the ideas that I want to make require a, a team 
<laughs> in order to make them like it's like I can't I physically cannot do it by myself anymore in terms of what I'm doing. So when I first started out, yes, of course, like one man running gun, you know how like everybody starts, you know, just having fun. Um, but nowadays, definitely like I, you know, take months to plan out videos now. So I feel it. And, and you, you know, you saying that like your ideas are getting bigger and bigger. Um, you've been doing a lot of like 3d for your projects oh, yeah. that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had, the, the few times we've actually spoken before, uh, you were saying that you had like studied that in school. So it was kind of like an easy thing for you because you didn't have to like start from scratch like some people. Yeah. Um, um, so like tell me a little bit about like 3D and how you've been using it and how, like where you kind of uh, go with that. Oh, man. For the indie artist, for the indie budget filmmaker, uh, VFX is, the, is your lane. Like, I, I tell everybody this, like, if you can't, um, it's like, if you can't afford a rig that can do it, find somebody that can, because <clears throat> I promise you, it, it just elevates everything. And it all, I mean, I'm a huge, huge advocator for world building. That's what I love to do. Even with my music and like everything that I do in, in terms of like, like sonically, um, artistically, uh, sorry, sonically, visually, um, it all derives from a world. Like I try to create a world in which the artist can live in so that the viewer feels invited to watch what's going on, right? It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, um, I don't know how to explain It's like, it doesn't feel like you're looking at a poster inside of a store. It feels like you're in the store. Like the store is the, the video. You know what I mean? Um, and so I like to, bring people in and, and 3d is the perfect perfect way to i love i mean i love using 3d for establishing shots especially yeah um because it just immediately uh we just did a video for an artist called justin stewart who i swear to god he's gonna blow up in the next six months like with, with the way that, with the way his team's moving and with the way he works and thinks yeah um he's 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 on a really good path but the the video for that we actually outsourced um but since i have extensive knowledge in like 3d and stuff it was kind of easy for me to speak to the to the artist yeah um, the you were kind of like a supervisor vfx supervisor <clears throat> Ex exactly because i uh, i co-direct that with uh i co-directed that with um elam Trigblow, and he has an amazing mind with um in in just i think justin and him are like like the dynamic duo in terms of like director artist right now. Um, but with my expertise in like that type of um, like that type of narrative building, um, because this, this video, it's called permanent, by the way, you should go look it up on YouTube right now. It's the, it's the one <laughs> uh, that's in the link in your bio right now, right? Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. On, um, on my uh, holiday.films account. Yeah. Um, that one. Yeah. That one was honestly like a like an act of love to be honest between all of us because it was it was so cool like me and Elam got on a call I was in Miami I was <laughs> I was actually driving to Orlando from Miami and uh, my buddy was driving right uh, and so I I got like a we had a little bit of a smidgen of a concept and I storyboarded like this like neo Atlanta type Blade Runner type situation um, because 
we wanted to create this character for Justin. Um, and his alter ego that he's working with right now is called uh, Blonde Boy Wonder. And it has a lot to do with uh, comic books because he loves comic books and like that type of um, culture. And so I was like, yo, we should turn him into a superhero, right? Um, and even the album art that he did, I can't remember the artist's name right now. Um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. But the artist made, um, made like an entire like graphic novel um, cover for him. And it, it just, it, it, yeah, it fit perfectly with the, with the vibe. And we wanted to create something larger than life. And I think we ended up doing that. So, <laughs> well, and so like, you, cause you use Blender and yeah. you said that you kind of like taught, uh, you kind of learned that stuff in school because you, you started out in visual, um, yes, visual yeah, arts. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's so, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, finish. No, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, basically, I, so yeah, so I studied illustration and painting in college. Um, and through illustration, they always like pushed us to use new mediums and learn new mediums. At the time, I didn't have a computer that was like powerful enough to like really um, create something like like insane like how I can now. But um, it uh, it definitely was a stepping stone <clears throat> for me to integrate myself into three D. Um, and with my background, kind of in cinematography and like DP work transitioning into 3d actually wasn't that difficult because everything in blender works off watts and stuff like that and and like the way you can manipulate light and cut light is kind of the same um i actually use 3d now a lot for my treatments because it's so much easier to just show people exactly what you want it to look like especially the art director um than try to like write it out yeah there's like been so many times i can't find the shot i'm looking for on like shot deck Mm -hmm. and i'll just like yeah I'll just model it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can, you can do everything from like the camera millimeter to to even the camera movement. You can automate lights, you know, if you want things to happen at a certain time. And it's, it's so much easier for uh, producers and also for commissioners to be like, Oh wait, yes, I see it. You know, because a lot of times, especially early on, it was a little bit of a disconnect between how I would explain certain shots. Um, especially if they were like larger than life, you know what I mean? Um, because with that particular video, with the permanent video, um, we, we really wanted a shot of the camera flying in with the cars, you know, flying past and like all that stuff. And it, it would have been very difficult <laughs> to, um, to like explain that. Uh, but the artist is so talented. Um, he, here, let me see. I'm going to pull up his name real quick. Um, his Instagram handle is aalasadi um, underscore. And he's been doing things for so many big hitters right now. And he's so talented and super down to earth. And if you ever need anything, hit him up. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so would you, would you say that like you kind of are leaning towards this um, kind of the style that you typically go for the style that you're kind of leaning into um with your like music mm-hmm. videos like or, or whenever like you're kind of the director do you feel like there's a theme of reality being bent it being like sort of like kind of sci-fi or not necessarily like you know mundane and just regular life kind of stuff do you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah no of course um i i love epics 
like you know Spielberg films, all that type of stuff. Like I, that's that's really where I got a lot of my inspiration um, <clears throat> in terms of just larger than life concepts. Um, and even when I was studying illustration, like I'd I'd always love to do like big wide shots. Like I love hero shots. Like if I could make an entire video with just hero shots, <laughs> I would. I like that's. I mean. That's totally what I would do, but I, I definitely get a lot of inspiration from the sublime um, and things that make you feel, they make you feel small. Like that. I, I love evoking that feeling um, in my work. And also, <clears throat> especially what I was saying before, like with world building, um, it's, it's very easy for me to just say like, oh, let's make something that when people see it, like they go, whoa. Like, you know, like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> like, they, like, they do a little double take on it. Um, yeah, those, those are my, that's my favorite type of emotion um, to evoke right now in terms of, like, my work. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like, uh, especially when I was younger, it would happen a lot because I came from an illustration background as well. Like, I was taking, like, college-level art classes when I was in high that's school, awesome. and I thought I was going <laughs> to go to school for painting. I'm so glad I didn't. I didn't go to school at all, but I was just, like, how stupid like i just spent forty thousand dollars to go to school and paint it's like i would have felt terrible about it (laughs) um but you know trust me a lot trust me a lot of people do so yeah but um shoot i kind of forgot where i was going with that oh yeah like just having that like background has made kind of everything else a little easier and like i'm starting to like remember stuff that my art teachers would tell me about like contrast and like Mm -hmm. color combinations i'm like bro why did i not get this 15 years ago (laughs) like she was like darks darker and brights brighter and i I would always get mad when she would say it and now when i'm color grading i'm like dude just listen to your art teacher brights brighter (laughs) i love that that's amazing yeah my uh i have i have like similar experiences like that way where i'll be um i'll be trying to storyboard something and i'm like thinking like whoa like you know, I mean, because <clears throat> to me, cinematography is just drawing with real things. Um, it, I mean, that's pretty much what it is, right? Uh, it's just like a faster way of, <laughs> of getting like a, like a, like an illustration. Um, and a lot of people have called my work graphic, um, because I love to to punch the colors and saturate it and really like make it moody and and and, and contrasty because that's always been i think that's always been like kind of my style because of, of because of the emotion that that emulates you know what i mean that 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 that, that gives people so i totally I, I totally see where you're coming from yeah um so would you say that like what what would you what are you what are you talking about like stepping stones everything's a stepping stone what's your like not end goal, because I, I honestly yeah. don't think a lot of people have end goals, and if they do, it's <laughs> like it's not. That's not really what you want, kind of thing. But Exa- like, exactly. Where, what direction are you trying to go at the moment? And like, do you think you're gonna, you know, like currently I'm, or the past few years I've been figuring out like what should I drop, like what should I cut off, mm. and like just beautiful niche yep. down on. Um, so like, what would that be for you? I actually just read a book. I can't remember the name because it was an audio book and somebody sent it to me. But <clears throat> literally in, like, in that book, it says, you can't be good at everything. Like, and, and it's like, and, and, and they don't mean like you're not capable of being good at everything. There's just not enough time to be good at everything. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I think of everything in life as like scales and balances. No matter what you do, something is going to suffer because of it, right? And so it's up to you to understand what, what you value and like how you just said, you know, have the maturity and the self-reflection enough to say, I need to cut that. I, I need to be bad at that so I can be good at this, right? Um, one of my favorite uh, quotes in one of my favorite books, because I read a lot, but uh, Solomon Rushdie, The Enchantress of Florence, there's this scene where Genghis Khan is sitting inside of this tent and he's got the West and the East China like talking to each other and they're kind of just like, or I, th- I think actually, no, I think it's more like a war camp. And they're trying to decide some type of, <clears throat> some type of maneuver, right? Or, some, or they're, they're trying to make a decision. And Marco Polo, I think, is, is sitting next to them. And they're all talking to each other, bickering. And they ask, you know, Genghis Khan, like, you know, sir, like, what, what, what do we do? And he looks over to the traveler right at that point, And he goes, what would you do? And he put him in this like really rough situation because he was just there as like a invitee, right? So he was like, I, I mean, I think that that you, from seeing it from this perspective, I feel like the easiest way for both sides to be happy is to do this. And, you know, everybody was like freaking out, and then Genghis Khan goes, "Okay, we're gonna do that then." And then after the meeting, he was like, "Why did you call me out like that? Like, wh- like what's up?" And he goes, "It's my favorite quote of all time. You have to be outside of the circle to see that it is round." Right. And that path of self-reflection and that's the only way you're going to grow in any capacity. You have to be able to step away, take criticism, be able to apply it. Right. And be able to have enough trust in your own intuition to trust others. Right. Or the people that you let into your circle. Right. Because sometimes it's like sometimes you don't know you're poisoned because you're poisoned. Right. And somebody else can tell you, and if, if your ego is too big, you might ignore it and you might end up failing, right? Um, and I've always taken that into account. Um, in terms of like stepping stones, I mean, everything in life to me is, is a stepping stone. Like I personally don't believe in failure, and be, so I'm not afraid of it. Because failure to me, like absolute failure is, is death. Like I'm not alive anymore. Right. <laughs> a little like a, a little background on me. I mean, I grew up in I grew up in Honduras. So that's where I'm from. I was born in Honduras. Uh, just for anybody that doesn't know. I mean, no judgment. It's in Central America. Right. Um, and the opportunities there are nowhere near the opportunities that I have here. So a lot of times when I fail on something, it's like my failure is still not as worse as the greatest opportunity that I could have gotten if I would have stayed there, right? So I always take everything as a learning step. Even, even let's say if it was my fault, like I, one of my first ever, ever, ever jobs, um, this is so embarrassing, but like it, it taught me so much. Basically, um, I was out, and I'm not going to name any names or companies or anything like that, but it's like <clears throat> we went out on this like really big gig, and it was one of my first jobs, and I was first AC, and I don't know how I got that job. But, <laughs> but basically, um, the head producer at the end of the first rap is like, hey, I need you to drive the DP and the cinematographers to the set in the morning because I need to be somewhere else. And he gave me the car keys, right? Uh, because the set was about like 20 minutes away from the hotel. And that night, I was super exhausted. 
And guess what happened? I didn't plug in my phone. So my alarm didn't go off. <laughs> and so I like, that's like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm so surprised I didn't get freaking blacklisted after that because everybody was late. It, like it literally caused this massive, massive conundrum. And like, we ended up finishing and like, I busted my ass every single day after that. Like I was like a slave, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like trying to like make up for that. But even now, like now I have this like crazy anxiety about not having my alarm on my phone. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because like when you're younger, it, I think that when you live a life free of consequence and when you live a life free of failure, it's often difficult to put real, real value on things mm -hmm. because you only really value something when you lose it or have the capacity to lose it. Yeah. Right. And you start understanding like, Oh man, like, Holy crap. Like, like I need to stop doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't be late to things. Like that's like, and now I'm like super punctual on everything. Like I'm like very, like I've become very organized and it's because of that one thing, right? Like if that would not have happened to me, if I would not have been so embarrassed, like I was so, I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed in my life because it's like that person put all their trust in me. It was like my first thing. It made him look bad. You know what I mean? And it was like this entire thing. And it's like, so that's why I feel like everything is a stepping stone because without that stone, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like I would not have that type of, you know, mentality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like some people don't really get the, um, the, the weight of just being responsible. Like, and I think a lot of it does come with like age, but I'd be shocked. You know, we'd both be shocked. at like, you know, there's some like people that are 28 that are still yeah. like, showing up yeah. late to jobs and stuff like that <laughs> and it just kind of boggles my mind and actually i think it was last week i'm anal about alarms and calendar mm -hmm. things yeah. like my calendar and my alarm is the only thing that goes off on my phone like my calendar goes off more than my phone rings yeah and, uh <laughs> this one day like i was supposed to have coffee in town and i get a phone call and it's it's my buddy and it wasn't like a we weren't like planning a shoot or anything it was just a normal yeah. like Hey, let's yeah, yeah. meet up. Let's see what everybody's up to. And I get a phone call. And he's like, hey, um, you coming? I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like an hour away. I'm so sorry. Like, this never happens. And I was just like, once I couldn't even remember the last time that had happened. And he was yeah. totally cool about it. But it was just like, dude, like, you can't do that at all. Like, because he does hire me sometimes. And it's like that one time yeah. that you didn't get coffee. It's like, maybe that's the one time he doesn't hire you again. <laughs> No, that's what I'm saying is, like, I'm, I'm so nice to everyone. And, like, I have friends that always tell me, like, bro, like, you're way too nice to people. Like, some people don't deserve that or something. And I'm like, dude, you, you don't understand. It's like people ask me, like, <clears throat> how do you get these jobs? Like, how the hell? Like, it's like one of my recent, I think, achievements, to be honest, which was so cool to be a part of. I wrote, I wrote a whole treatment for a Young Thug music video, right? Um, it didn't get selected, but I still wrote it. And like, to me, that is so amazing that it's like, I got even to that point, you know what I mean? Where they saw me. And it's like the only reason I ever got that opportunity was because one day, this one guy told me, hey, I have, I have this equipment in Atlanta. I want to show you, yada, yada, yada. Do you think you can make it in tomorrow? And I was super busy. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. Drove three and a half hours to Atlanta, right? Hung out with that guy. A couple months later, <clears throat> that guy helped me elevate my work so much and I would have never, ever, ever, ever 
done half the stuff that I'm doing right now without if I would not have taken that leap in order to like, you know, connect with people. I, I think a lot of people forget that, um, especially artists, because unfortunately, a lot of artists are like introverts and like I'm a huge introvert and a lot of people don't like see that part about me. Um, I love to be alone. I love to have my own space. I love to take breaks. I love to cut people off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like sometimes like uh, situations where I have to give a lot of um, my emotional capacity. Like it feels a, a little bit draining to me. Right. And since I use a lot of that emotional capacity for my work, sometimes it feels like I can't come up with ideas or like I feel super drained. And so I need that time for myself to like kind of recharge. Right. But I've forced myself to have qualities of an extrovert when it comes to speaking about what I do. Because if you don't speak about what you do, then other people won't. You know, it's like you have to believe in yourself 400 times more than anybody will ever believe in you, right? Um, because in the end of the day, it's like those people aren't waking up at certain times to do certain things or making choices or making sacrifices. Cause I think everything in this life is about sacrifice. Right. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And I had, a, I had a recent experience where, um, some person who owns an agency or, you know, works at this really important agency. Um, they followed me on Instagram and I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like, Oh, how can I milk this? But I yeah. was like, I was like, this should be the, like you can't you can't just like let some things go like exactly if if someone if someone's like reaching out to you and even if it's that like it's it's almost like the proverbial like poke on Facebook from like two thousand eight. It's like mm-hmm. if somebody important kind of pinged you like that, it's like yeah, you should probably like work on that or follow up or do something exactly exactly um, because <laughs> it's like. That might, that person might end up being um, like really important down the line. Like uh, also like so this podcast, I don't mm-hmm. uh, I actually don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I don't um, I kind of do this just to meet people, and then That's it's awesome. like we might as well just kind of post it. Like yeah, because sometimes you say stuff like that story about Genghis Khan. It's like. That's dope. Like, I'm sure someone's yeah. going to hear this and be like, actually, I want to pick up this book now. So it's like... That book's amazing. You yeah. never know what happens. And, um, but, but one day, when I first started the podcast, I guess it was like two years ago, um, I had a guest on who had a friend who saw the show, and then he found out that I animate. And just that small amount of knowing each other and like, oh, yeah. you're this guy and you do this, um, probably led to like, twenty thousand dollars in like revenue from just that's amazing yeah exactly. connecting like that and i'm like that's this exactly podcast has already about. paid for itself you know what that's, i mean that, that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah that's, yeah yeah that that is that is the quintessential example of why you need to have self-awareness if there's one muscle that you really really people really need to work on is just being self-aware yeah uh, one of my sculpture professors um, in college, which is funny that you said, you know, you, you think of what your teachers say all the time, but it's like my sculpture professor, um, he basically was like, you know, I feel like there's, um, there's true intelligence is understanding your surroundings <clears throat> because understanding your surroundings allows you 
to mold into your surroundings and also take advantage of your surroundings, right? If, if you don't, you can be the smartest person in the room, right? But if you don't take advantage of certain social cues or certain moments in life, they will just pass on by like they never existed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's been moments in my time when I definitely should have spoken up like I should have had the balls to like talk to this person right after set or I should have done this or should have done that because it's like I've had people I've had people be on my sets and like I want to talk to them but I'm kind of like oh like oh maybe they're not going to think about uh like I'm overthinking it right and then they leave and I'm like oh okay um and then a year later they're like dude I want to work I've been wanting to work with you for like a year like oh man like I've been I was like I've been really busy but I wish you would have like hit me up because I would have told you know what I mean and I'm just like wow yeah. Like nine times out of 10, if you have a feeling, like a deep, deep feeling, like inside your gut that you're supposed to do something, ignore the fear. Ignore it because it's not worth it. You only have one life. You know what I mean? And if it's not hurting anybody and if it's not causing any type of conflicts or pain, nine times out of 10, it'll definitely be worth it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... What what did you think you might niche down on? Um, in terms of directing? Uh, like your career. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you asked me that. Um, well, right now I'm in like a crazy transitional period <clears throat> because I'm moving a lot of my focus into my own creative endeavors. Um, not that I don't like working with people. I'm always, always, if it's the right people, I will always, always work with them and create amazing, dope collaborations with people. Right. Um, But right now, in this moment in my life, I've kind of decided that I have this I have this part of myself that I've wanted to really express and really use a lot of ideas that I've been giving to others. Right. Um, For myself, (laughs) which is kind of interesting. But. uh, So right now I'm kind of becoming my own creative artist if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm always going to be directing. It's just uh, these stories and these worlds that I'm going to be building is going to be in collaboration with the music that I create. Um, which to me, like personally, that brings me incredible amounts of joy. And I've wanted to do it for a very long time. And, I've, and I'm finally in a position where one, I can afford to do it. Two, I have the time and I think the peace to do it. Because when... You know, when you're first starting things out, it's like kind of rocky. You know what I mean? You don't really know what you're doing. You, you don't even know what you want to do. Um, but doing a lot of videos and seeing where my creativity can go and working with artists and making music with some of these artists that I've made videos for kind of validated for me that it, it, it's a very big possibility that I can do both in, 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 in collaboration, right? So... Right now, I'm, I'm just working on, you know, building this world for um, my artist's ego, which is holiday. It's just holiday. <laughs> um, and I'm really, really excited about it. The team that I've gotten so far to do it um, is all very supportive. And we're all just here to have some fun and just make really cool stuff. Well, is there anything that you would like to, like, plug, like a website <laughs> or... Um, a project that's being released or is released? Mm -hmm. So, okay, so um, the project that I'm about to release is called Verte, um, and it's going to be on every single streaming platform. 
here within the next month. We're still finding like a concrete date because we want to um, do everything slow and like, you know, make it make it right instead of trying to rush, you know, certain aspects of it just for no reason. Um, so we're shooting this video here in the next uh, three days. And it's going to be, I'm sending it off to get <clears throat> edited and colored and adding VFX and like all that different type of jazz. And then we're thinking of an early release in August or a mid-release in August for the song and the visuals accompanied with it, including all like the graphics and all that type of, like the whole entire campaign is going to be, I think, uh, focused in August. Yeah. Nice. So okay. keep in mind. Also, my, uh, what is it called? My artist's Instagram. Let me see. My artist's Instagram is itsa.holiday. So I-T-S-A dot H-O-L-L-I-D-A-Y. And that's where I'm going to be posting a lot of the work that I'm really, really focused on and that I'm investing a lot of time in right now. Um, nice. My, my holiday.films account is mostly going to be centered around um, when I have the pleasure of collaborating with other artists and like creating stuff. I don't think I'm ever not going to not shoot, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because that is still a very huge part of me, and I love doing it, and I love working with people doing that. Is that what you do um, with agencies? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think there's ever going to be a part of me that's going to stop doing that. I think maybe if, like, other sides of, you know, my life, like, get bigger, I might stop necessarily being the one holding it, mm -hmm. but I'm always going to be available to create something with somebody else well appreciate it man hell yeah man so thanks for listening be sure to check the notes for websites and instagram handles to check out the guest be sure to follow me on instagram at i am the animist and youtube at the animist official